One, two, Thunderbirds are go! Hello and welcome to episode two of the Weekly Song Podcast. My name is Roger Heathers and I'm here with my co-host... Declan <laughs> Kitchener. <laughs> I want to say, in the first take of this, I forgot to say my name. <laughs> we were cracking up about it. It was impressive. You were just my name with so much gusto. It's just kind of like, hello, I'm your host and here's my co-host, Declan Kitchener. And I was just like, Roger, you haven't told them who you are yet. <laughs> they know who I am. <laughs> Um, so the point of this show, now we've actually begun it, is to write a song from scratch every week and premiere it on this podcast. Yeah, we write one each and neither of us has heard the other song uh, before we play them to each other. And uh, we, we'll take it in turns, I suppose, week by week. Yeah, to go first. So uh, this week, it is my turn. And Indeed, I, I have a song called Untitled Number 2. Uh, Which is a lovely title. I think it really sums up the work, the sort of mental ethos of the art you were trying to portray. Oh, very much so. <laughs> and um, it is not called Untitled Number One because that is on Winter Tape 5. Which you didn't Which you can buy from all good record stores. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, this one's called Untitled Number Two. It was going to be called I Think It's Going to Be Me, but it seemed too cliche. Okay, and I'm going to jump right into it now and play Untitled Number Two. One, two, one, two, three, four. Set the truck it to the maid, disconnect the phone And I don't know how I'm supposed to take these aches from my belly and my bones All on my own God is watching from above with a telescopic lens while you're out of reach Waiting for a miracle to come while you're thumbing through the sun with your finger on your keys
nice. I really like that. I was just thinking on the um, <clears throat> on the beginning, like uh, I noticed you were doing like the, and you got to this chord. I was thinking like, is this just gonna go? The sort of standard standby yeah. movement, but then it didn't do that, and I was very happy. Well, I was really conscious that because uh, for the re the recorded version, it has a lot of like do up backing vocals. Okay. So when you hear like that's a backing vocal, but it's just obviously I'm substituting. So it goes the first lyric would be put the hanger on the door, but the backing vocal's going put the hanger on the door. So you, and then oh boom boom that sort of thing. So it's really 50s style. Really 50s. So I wanted to break that that cliche, that chord progression, like you say, not going and then, you know, so I wanted to put in the C, which to is the e. to the E. And that's really the only difference. Other than that, it's quite doo-woppy. Um, and then the chorus, whose chords I'm actually quite proud of. Uh, it obviously goes down to the relative minor, sharp minor, because it's an A major. Yeah. And then the second chord. It's a B7. B7 with an E top. Does that make sense? So that'll be a uh, B7 suspended fourth. Hell yeah. <laughs> I hope I'm right. <laughs> I hope that's what it is. It sounds smart. And then, so yeah. Shane Schmurr, right? And then B7, <coughs> C add nine. Yeah, I was going to say, is that a C variation or something? C add nine. And then uh, A major. Sus2. Sus2, that's the one. You know the chord names a lot better than I do. And then obviously B7 again. And then a. On the fifth, an E. And yeah, that's yeah, pretty much it. Actually, I did, I did like that transition into the chorus at the. I just like the way it just goes up to the C there. It's kind of like. It's all semitonal movement. I love semitonal movement. I love a bit of semitonal movement. Yeah. Um, I'd say one lyric that really struck out to me, which I think is one of my favourite lyrics from you, is uh, God was waiting from above with a telescopic lens. I love that lyric. <laughs> Thank you. Like, Thank um, you. I'm pretty pleased with that one myself. It kind of came from out of nowhere. Um, and I was thinking when I was writing it, um, for somebody who isn't religious, I have a lot of uh, mentions of God and <laughs> religion and, you know, that sort of thing in my songs. But it was used to sort of describe this character. And it's very vague. Again, this, this thing I have where the first verse is a lot more all over the place. Trying to find the where you sort of feel comfortable talking about exactly. three minutes worth of music. Uh, so it is all over the place like that. So I wanted to describe this character again, um, who's hopeless. He's in his hotel room, he's a trucker, he's hopeless. And uh, and then me as the narrator gets to say, but God is watching from above, even though it's all hopeless. Um, but, but the telescopic lens makes it a bit more like funny, I guess. See, I was just thinking of that, like, um, almost like surveillance, God is watching from above with a telescopic lens, like um, CCTV and things like that, and uh, surveillance state and all of that. Yeah, See, I yeah. took that in a completely different way. That's the good thing, it's all subjective. Yeah. It's all subjective. And it's some words that really sound nice together. Speaking of which, lyrically, uh, I took uh, influence from a Simon and Garfunkel song. <sighs> you naughty boy. Which is... I've got the lyrics here, just behind me. Um, it is from a song called Overs from Simon and Garfunkel's bookends. I'm holding it up so the viewers at home can see. <laughs> yeah, this, this works really well on the radio. 
And uh, it's called Overs, and it's uh, one of my favourite Simon and Garfunkel songs. I actually stole a lyric outright from this song, and I'll put my hands up and, and claim it. Uh, claim that I did it, I mean. Um, it's from Overs, and the lyric says, How long can I delay? We're just a habit, like saccharin. And uh, I f found out after I even wrote the song and stole the lyric that saccharin is a uh, sweetener, like uh, artificial sugar. Yeah. And so it's like, it's much more sweet and intense than sugar. And uh, Paul Simon used that. And uh, so the lyric itself, like I say, how long can I delay? We're just a habit like saccharin. And my lyric says, uh, where is it? How long can I delay? It's a habit I can't break like saccharin. I basically told it outright, but changed uh, weir to it's a habit I can't break. And, uh, yeah, so I stole that lyric from Paul Simon. <laughs> Naughty boy. Naughty boy. Well, I was exactly. going to say, you're allowed to reference things every now and then. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I kind of wanted to anyway. Uh, often when I'm writing lyrics, I'll, I'll actually have some reading material near me on purpose. Mm. So that I'm going, what do I put here? What do I put here? And I'll just look at words and I'll just let loads of words come in. And I'll just, I'll see something. And sometimes I'll just take two words from it. And I'll go, because then it's completely untraceable. But with this, I just thought, that fits perfectly in the rhythm and everything. And it illustrates what I was trying to say in the second verse as well. Yeah. And uh, the other thing I was going to say, uh, I've been listening to a lot of Simon and Garfunkel this week, like I told you. And he has this brilliant lyrical technique where he'll have characters have a conversation. One of them that really stands out to me is on the song America. And the song begins with one saying to the other, let us be lovers, we'll marry our fortunes together. I've got some real estate here in my bag. So it starts with a conversation. So I wanted to do the same thing with uh, with this song, uh, where this trucker says, put the hanger on the door. Like, you know, in a hotel room where you can put up, like, do not disturb? Yeah. It's that. So put the hanger on the door and disconnect the phone. So I wanted to have it so it wasn't me going, this is what I'm feeling, this is what I'm doing, and so blah, blah, blah. It's these two other people, and I just get to play a narrator. It's kind of just like setting the scene. It's kind of not as widely done, like third-person song narration like um she loves you is an obvious one but even then that's still uh like lines in it like i think you should make it up to her you know because it's only fair like um i know john deacon used to do it a bit in queen like um obviously steve walks really down the street with a brimple way down low it's mm. all about a character yeah like, I, um, I think it's an interesting way to write because it allows you to it's just like another palette of colors that you can use you know well it gives you a lot of it works well, the like the whole Rocky Raccoon, like, you know, it's writing about something else, but then you can just embrace other bits of style and everything to put on top of that, and you can be a bit more adventurous with what you want to say or what you want to do, maybe. Mm. I mean, it's difficult because at some point I I break and I've got to put an I in, or a, or a U, not a U, like a, basically an I, a first person, and uh, it happens on the in the second verse just because I couldn't keep up that narrative because I didn't know that much about what I was writing about, the characters. It's just... It's almost like it gives you a little picture and you get to see that and you I'm kind of depending on the listener quite a lot to kind of go I think I know what he means. I was going to say just looking at your lyric sheet just the amount of actual words that you've written is much more than like you write more lyrics than a lot of people I tend to know. Yeah. Like uh cuz you tend to be quite vocal orientated which is a major strength of yours but uh like uh like I can just imagine just to the bottom of the first chorus is where most sort of pop songs end up with lyrics, mm. just in terms of the sheer amount of words. Well, when I was, when I was quite <coughs> a bit younger and I was writing Sorry. songs when I was, you know, 15, 16, 
I used to write the first verse and the chorus, and then when it came to the second verse, I'd just repeat the first verse, because I don't want to write another set of lyrics. <laughs> you know, I just, I like the melody, and I like the rhythm, so I, I do that. But now, I try and get a second verse but a lot of my songs don't have third verses because although it looks like a lot on the page there a lot of it's sort of repetition or reference back to something yeah um so i can say i do a similar thing i tend to either write a bridge or a guitar solo in most of my songs and it tends to be guitar solo because it's easier to write than a bridge yeah definitely yeah because then there's it's just playing rather than actually coming because i find words hard i don't know about you yeah like that's the most difficult part of songwriting for me like i can come up with music all day long to a you know relatively speaking but uh i find words really really difficult mm. i find them really difficult at first but they're a funny thing i mean other people have spoken about it in the past but where you you're writing and then you just get something yeah like um one of my songs from before uh called memories uh, which I did for the last set of weekly song challenge we did, but we didn't broadcast them or anything. Mm. Like that was one of those rare ones that I just started playing the chord progression, which was uh... you start believing I held the fit, and then everything just sort of flowed out from that. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but. It's like there's something ethereal going on where you where something's it, you, you just you I interpret it you're like a medium for it and it just is coming to you and you just kind of write it down like some like the second verse is always much more scribbled than my first verse the first verse is like got a line there second line okay and the second verse is often just like that's exactly how get on the paper quickly like the second verse took me no four minutes five minutes to write the first verse took me about an hour. And uh, it's not like one's better than the other or anything like that. It's just that once you get into it, you've it got to get the easier. ball rolling. Yeah, it becomes a lot easier. Well, I was going to ask you as well, like, how much time actually writing did you spend this week? Um, just that quick. Well, like, were you, did you get it done really quickly or did you get it like, over a longer period of time from start to finish? I started writing about three days into the challenge. So for the first three days, I was, I was doing other stuff. And then the third day, I started writing. I came up with some stuff I kind of liked, but it completely unrelated. And yeah. then often, if often if something doesn't work, I'll leave it. And then I'd start trying again the next day, didn't work, I left it. And then the third day I came back again. And I always start with something fresh unless I've got like a real good uh, gem of an idea or whatever. So I started fresh again and I just started playing in a different key because it wasn't, it wasn't working. I was playing stuff in, you know, C sharp minor or A minor and I just started playing all around with this shape here. Got an A major with, uh, and then you put the E on top. The fifth on top. The fifth yeah. on top. And then I thought, yes, yeah, it's kind of like doo-woppy sort of thing. Uh, so I mean, all in all, it took me sort of four days to get going, and then once I actually started writing, it took me about two hours to write the song, uh, like start to finish, and then I demoed it, and then like the next few days were spent recording. So I always try to like write earlier in, in the week so I have time to record as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, two hours, I would have thought. Something like that. That's annoyingly quick. How about yours? How long did it take for you? Um, I, well, I struggled a bit this week. Uh, I've been quite busy, so I haven't quite had the time I would have liked. But I ended up just... Uh, are we transitioning to my song now? Or how yeah. specific can yeah, I get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, like I had... I, sun, I was reading something on the internet and I saw a phrase I liked and that became like a one of the key lyrics in the song, and then I thought, oh, I'll just try and write some words along it. 
Right. Also, we've both written the song in the same key this week, more or less. Like A major. Um, A major, yeah. Huh. We used to be better at this. Building and dreaming, faith and believing. Glories were not even missed. Failures and weakness dissolved into bleakness. Clouds falling over our hanging heads. Lost our way. Fantastic. I love it. Cheers. It's called Tomorrow. Um, and it's written about me being a miserable cunt. Um, sorry, I might have to delete that sentence. Or bleep it at least. But, um, cunt. Yeah. Oh, you said it now. It's in. It's um, in. Yeah, the line I was saying about earlier was um, we used to be better at this. Like, I was basically reading something like quite informal about like the British history from about 1800 basically the industrial revolution to today and one sentence in it said uh, basically the entire british attitude to its history at this point can be summed up as we used to be better at this <laughs> um which i thought was a brilliant line and i thought well what if I, that that's such a strong sentence i might nick that for the opening word yeah and um yeah it's not really about anything apart from the fact that the world is crap at the minute like seriously messed up and crap at the minute like um it's all fa fairly vague but if you think about lines like even the captain has abandoned his post and the ones who are left are the ones who will suffer the most yeah consider that with ri uh, recent british political history and that will show you, you some can fill in the blanks yeah you can uh we're not going to mention anything on this podcast but you can draw your own inference from that it's 
really weird for me in that I wrote the words first, mm. which is something I never do. You wrote, of course, you wrote the words first for this, and then it follows. And uh, I said to you before the podcast that whenever I do that, it, uh, I'm always worried about how it's going to fit rhythmic, rhythmically and melodically. But yours, it fits like you wrote it with the chords at the same time, I think. Yeah, the only bit which I know is a bit of a cheat is that bridge where, like, it's got that thing. We could, we could just start complaining, where's the fun in that? The melody isn't the same, but the rhythm is quite similar to a Frank Turner song, which I had in my head called Glory Hallelujah. Um, which you know, we could just start complaining, where's the fun in that? Compared to, I know you're scared of dying, man, and I am too, but just pretending it's not happening isn't gonna see us through. Like, it's quite a similar sort of. The beginning of the phrase is quite similar, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite a similar, chuggy kind of. Dun, 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 dun. With the same sort of tone and mood, I think, as well. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah, I really like it. I really like it. And I wouldn't, if you didn't tell me you, you wrote the lyrics separately, I wouldn't have guessed. I'll take that as a compliment, thank you. Oh, definitely. But, uh, yeah, like, uh, I was sort of thinking, well, if I've, I've tried to do this before and it's ended up being fairly tonal, so, like, it's all just been in one key, so that's why in the beginning uh, I made the effort to go from A to E over G sharp to G to D over, G sh- uh, D over F sharp. And then that repeats, and that's the verse, and then when it goes to the next section... You get that next chromatic step down, don't you? Yeah, it's the F. Which is really gratifying, because I was expecting you to do that in the first verse. I was, you heard you play it. I expected you to go down to that F chromatic step, and you didn't. I was like, bah! And you delayed it. You delayed your gratification. Delayed, uh, delayed anticipation. The only other sort of thing in there, which was, I was consciously trying to avoid being completely tonal, was um, like I've been trying to learn uh, Got to Get You Into My Life. Mm. Uh and it's got this really nice bit in it, which I think it's in F. Uh, but it does this sort of descending bass line thing. Uh, ooh, you were meant to be near me, ooh, and I want you to hear me. So I basically just shift that up to F sharp to do. Uh, we should have seen this coming. Good times were made to last. But it's really quite satisfying because you can then just, two of the notes in this chord are the same as in this chord so it sort of follows on really nicely like that's lovely that um also I'll tell you what it reminds me of is uh find it Mary find it where it comes damn it I'm it from you <laughs> I knew, I knew a, I'd heard it somewhere. Well, I, I've heard it, I heard it before that. I forget yeah. where I, probably loads of different places I heard it, but I love that chromatic. Over the same Well, chord. it's a stairway. That sort of thing too. Yeah. So. But, uh, yeah, the bit I was having most trouble on on this bit was actually the bridge. It's always the bridge is the trouble for me. Yeah. Because I knew, because I'd written the words, that it had to be a spoken bridge. I couldn't suddenly say, right, pretend there's a guitar solo. So I was really struggling to try and get some chords. I was thinking, do I want to go like majorly out of uh, key here or something, or mm. do some funky shit like? Which you know, was okay, but it just didn't quite have the punchiness. So I thought, just keep it simple: F sharp minor and B minor. Like mm. that. 
because then if you want something complicated at the end, you can just do the verse rundown. That's good, because the verse rundown in the bridge is uh, double time, isn't it? Yes. Uh, I mean, compared to... Yeah, the, compared uh, to the how verse. it is in the verse, yeah, yeah it's um, faster. Um, so what was your writing process for it? I mean, you got your lyrics first, and then you sat down with a guitar, I'm presuming, and uh, how did it work? Uh, I just sort of worked out where I was relatively happy on the guitar first, like... Um, <laughs> Because I knew what the rhythm was going to be. I knew it was going to be... But, um, like, just instinctively, I went to these two chords first. I was just thinking, like, well, I painted myself into a bit of a corner here, like, A to G sharp. You kind of know what's happening next, don't you? Yeah, like, so it's kind of, like, if I'm keeping this in scale, the next note is going to be... nice but mm. it's not quite as it's, it's a nice progression because it you it tells you where it wants you to go listener wise mm. you know you've got this thing and you know it's going and it, it's that constant thing of you want to go to the next chord you want to go to the next chord and then, like I say, it brings you back round to the A major again halfway through the verse Yeah. because you're not going to the the F, so so that's a cool little progression. Uh, so what? So you got the verse chords, and then did you kind of write write all the verses together, or did you write it like front to back, like top to bottom sort of thing? I wrote it um, like front to back, like um, so. I wrote the first verse, first chorus, second uh, verse, and then the bridge. I tell you, one part I really liked in this song was uh, the chord progression. This is going to be vague. Over the, underneath the part where you mention the curtain. Does that make sense? Us the, um, at the end of the bridge, like, We can run away, but we know where to go. So we'll stay till the curtain is drawn on the tragedy show. Oh, which is the verse. Yeah, it's that's the verse. It's just ah, the rundown. Okay, yeah. See, I didn't, I didn't recognise that. It's like, because um, you spent a lot of your time here in the relative minor, which is a sharp. You're suddenly back, starting in the major, and you finish on the fifth major, which wants to resolve to that. Oops. But That's nice. I like that progression. It's a... Yeah, that's about as... I think that's about as much as I can say on that one. But, like, it's annoying. I've been wanting to write a song in 3, 4 for ages. Maybe next week. Yes! Funnily enough, um, I've been thinking of doing my next week in 3, 4. But you never know. Because I've worked out recently that in my life I've written between 30 and 40 songs mm. and um, only one of them has been in 3-4 time. Oh. Well, talking of, um, talking of like writing songs and everything, like um, we were sort of thinking of something just to have a bit of a discussion about at the end of this uh, podcast and I think what we decided on was can we remember our first songs and what would mm. we define as our first songs? Because I've got three... I think I've got three separate things that would count. Okay, I've got two. Okay. But one of mine's a bit of a cheat. Well, one of mine is a cheat as well. Okay, well, we'll both allow each other's uh, cheats then. Actually, I think mine has just gone up to four, depending on how it counts. (laughs) (laughs) I've got four first songs, everybody. (laughs) The first four songs. All right, well, you go ahead. What's your first one? What's the first one that you can remember? 
ever writing. Um, and how old were you? Well, I'm just gonna have to shift over to the piano a second. Okay, so um, the first thing that I can remember writing in terms of music was this sort of thing I had to do for a piano exam in um, in music uh, GCC, I think. And it went something like this. Well, I was going to say, it's, I can't really call that a song, though, because it's like, um, it's just uh, music. Like, I was intending for someone else to write lyrics on top of it, and they never got round to it. It shows a lot of um, competency and, uh, and knowledge of music for a first piece of music. Uh, well, I'd been playing piano at, for two years at this point, so I knew most of the major keys. So I knew C major, D major, E major... F, G, A. I didn't know B yet, but I was working on that. <laughs> but um, I think the thing which has carried on into a lot of my songwriting is that I like writing songs with just major chords in them. Mm. Like, um, even if you're, like, it's particularly fun if you're trying to write a particularly miserable or unhappy song. Like, the one, like, the song I was writing today was quite miserable, but it's based in most of the major keys. So, so it, you get away with it. That's, I remember Mika saying something like that on a documentary once. And we've suddenly lost all of our respect. But um No, I, I'm I'm putting it out there on record. I like Mika. Yeah, so do I. Well the first two albums, the third one wasn't great, but uh like I had I don't know if anyone could hear it then, but like I had when you get to the F It's actually going A G A G A B flat B. It's a thing, so it's going from F uh treating the notes when you're on the F chord as if they're in F major. And then all the notes on G is if they're in G major, and then that sort of is just A major, B major, C major. All major. Yeah, yeah. The only minor chord in there is the um, E minor. But that's as far as I got of it. That's literally all there is to that song currently. Good to have those things in storage so to speak though because maybe one day you could use that progression as something if there's a missing gap in a song you've got that well for me that call. well for me that's like a verse and a pre-chorus now like i would need to come up with a chorus and um knowing me i'll be trying to do all sorts of weird and stupid complicated things that just don't work but um that's the first bit of music that i can remember writing right uh what about you my first piece of music i remember writing was a lot simpler than yours. I wrote it when I was about 12, and it had lyrics, but I don't remember the lyrics. And the riff goes like this. And repeat. So uh, that's my first riff ever, and uh, I remember the... Uh, oops. I remember the lyrics being something about going down a desert road 
something like that. Some... On a dark desert highway, <laughs> cold, cold wind, wind in my hair. hair. Uh, so that was my first ever riff. Um, the only other thing I can think of was my first ever song. Okay, we'll get to that in a second because yeah. if I pick up, I think I can just stay here for this one. But like I say, moving on to guitar-related stuff, like the first bit of guitar music I can remember writing was like um, about a couple of years after I'd been playing and I I was basically treated as lead guitarist so I had to learn like a fair few things a lot of them didn't go well but like the by the time I got to writing music I thought like oh I'll just write a nice simple riff it goes like this <laughs> I wouldn't use it today. It's a bit too involved. It sounds like a Rush riff. Um, considering I've not heard any Rush, that's quite an achievement. Oh, you've got to hear some Rush. got to hear some Rush. But yeah, it's, 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 it's like that sort of proggy type thing. You can imagine a bit of organ behind it and things like that. Well, that's the thing. Like, um, as you well know, uh, I grew up listening to a lot of my dad's music, which is the 70s music. Like, my favourite mm. band is Queen. Mm. But I love things like Free and Led Zeppelin and Fleetwood Mac and the... Uh, who else do I really like? Pink Floyd is a good one. The, Be- mm. the Beatles, but they're kind of late 60s, but I count that. Yeah, that's that era, though. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's sort of the more experimental phase of popular music. Mm. Yeah, so I, I like that. It's, uh, like I say, proggy. It wouldn't sound out of place on a Fleetwood Mac record either, I don't think. Yeah, bear in mind, this is meant to be super-duper heavy game. Like, uh... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like that thing, like... um when you're first starting out guitar, it's like, how do I write the heaviest riff possible? Let's put all the notes in. <laughs> Did you have to turn me down for that? <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. The mic's being weird game-wise, but should I play my first song song? I Your first song it. song. It was called Trust Me. And it probably wasn't the first, but it's the first and the earliest I can remember actually writing. Yeah. Um, I was 14 and I was in a band called The Plastic Peelers. Not to be confused with that's, that's fantastic. I, I, I love that name. And uh, it, it, my friends and I, uh, when we were in school, we were in, a, in DT class, and we used to love it when you get those sheets of, of like plastic for, for use to build stuff with, and it has like a sort of like cellophane wrap on the top. Oh, like, like, like you get on you, new phones. On and new things. phones, exactly. And then we'd peel that off, and we were weird kids. <laughs> <laughs> We peel that off, and we were also forming a band around this time, and, you know, we called the band The Plastic Peelers. Oh, it, could, it could be worse. Like, um, my first band was called The Black Strings, and that, we just basically called The Black Strings because our bassist had black strings on his bass. <laughs> it sounds cooler, though. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, um, neither, we didn't realise that the black keys were a thing at that time. <laughs> <laughs> the black strings, the black keys! Yeah, like, I actually... Uh, we asked a mate of ours to design a logo and he comes back with this stuff saying the black keys and we've picked a design and said, that's amazing. Only problem is we're called the black strings. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Oh dear. So in this band, The Plastic Peelers, um, I wrote the songs because I just started to write around this time, around sort of like 13, 14, I started to write often, right? Mm. And um, 
I don't know if I can remember it. I could think I can remember the riff to this song, Trust Me. It went... That's the riff to Trust Me. And then the chorus... Where is this punky Roger gone? I like the sound of his music. <laughs> well, when I was 14 or so, I used to... Li- I, when I was 12 and 13, I used to listen to a lot of classic rock, a lot of Queen, Fleetwood Mac, but like more stuff like Free and Boston and like Journey and stuff like that. Yeah. And then when I was like 14 or so, I got really into Ramones and Dead Kennedys and Black Flag and stuff like that. And I used to, you know, really, really love this stuff. And so I had this kind of... <laughs> All my all my songs, all my songs. The Plastic Peelers were like a sort of, uh, I'm not going to say pop punk, but like a punk band with poppy, you know, uh, poppy elements. Poppy elements, yeah. And so I had this this thing, and the chorus I think went, "You gotta trust me, whatever you think might happen. Trust me." But, um, yeah, and I recorded about five different demos of it, and uh, I can't stand the song now. <laughs> I can't stand it. I look back and I cringe, and the, the verse lyrics were awful. Um, one lyric I remember was, you've got to put your hands together, then things won't slip through your fingers. As in, you put your hands together to pray, and then things won't slip through your fingers. That's, uh, that's definitely a lyric. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, but, that's, um, that's, that's my first song I, song. I was going to say, I like, like just looking at your hand, like, you're obviously not just sticking to one, four, five, and six, which is... Um, no, but back then I didn't think in those terms. No, no, I d- I've only started recently thinking in terms of chord numbers. Mm. But it's like interesting to sort of see people just figure their own way out to writing non-1456 songs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's nothing that unusual, though. It's just you got a one, a two, a three, a four, and a five. And then it doesn't really... The rest of the song is just kind of... A halftime version of, uh, of the chorus. Fair enough. Yeah. That's yeah. my first song. And then did you have another one? Well, this is... This is um, actually my first song that I wrote, which you have heard before. I think I played it to you. Mm. I cannot remember all the lyrics and their shit anyway, but I'll give it a go. Uh, but a little backstory to this, like we had a massive night out at uni. I was in my first year and we had this massive falling out. Basically one person had been a right cunt to everyone else. Right. Um, That's three cunts so far. Three cunts. Four fantastic. Cunts, right? Four, five. Um, Podcast name. Yeah. <laughs> Four cunts. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to censor that one a little bit. Nah, never. <laughs> oh. But yeah, like I ended, for some reason I ended up getting locked outside with my own guitar. Mm. And uh, I suppose someone else's guitar. And um, I just ended up, instead of trying to phone someone or get help, I just wrote a song in the back garden in the freezing cold. Wait, you had a guitar with you? Yeah, I had my guitar. Oh, right, yeah, of course, you had your yeah. guitar, yeah. So um, I ended up just uh, coming up with this. And like, because it was like obviously early morning, we had neighbours, I was trying to be quiet as possible, so it's quite a slow, quiet song. Mm. But it ended up going like this, I think. The sun goes down, I couldn't sing then. Isn't the place I wanna be? No running, no screaming around. It's my 
Etc. Etc. for another two verses, which I cannot remember the words of even if I tried. I'm so embarrassed singing that first verse. It's quite good, actually. I picture you in the garden singing it. When I see you play it now, I'm kind of picturing you huddled with leaves around playing this song. Yeah, just drunk out of my mouth. The song goes down. The fact that you were drunk, it's quite impressive that you have that modulation, though. Um, that's, I think that's more just because I didn't care about what I was playing. I don't care about keys. Yeah, uh, we're in this key. Oh, that fits. So does that. And that. And that. Sir, I think you've used enough keys. I'll tell you when I've used enough. <laughs> oh, that's, um, yeah, that's the first song that I ever wrote. Um, so that about concludes this week's episode of Weekly Song Podcast. Yes. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you again next week with new songs and new problems. We will. We will. And uh, also, you can find my music at rogerheathers.com and you can also email the show through the contact link on my website rogerheathers.com and uh, we'll see you again next week (laughs) (laughs) okay well um see you then ta-ra bye it's my art attack then ta-ra ta-ra